1: I'm Doug with an opportunity to spend some time with Angela Parrott, the founder and director of Love God Greatly. It's a nonprofit international ministry reaching tens of thousands of women around the world in their native language through translated Bible studies and resources. Currently, 60 volunteer translators, over 35 languages. Angela, thank you so much for making time.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here.
1: So, I got to begin at the beginning. How did all of this start?
2: Yes, yeah, so it really just started in a very simple way of just a young mom with two little kids at home, 16 months apart, and just really having a need to be in God's Word and have uh, community around her. And so really, like how God does, He takes our needs and just makes something more beautiful and better uh, from that. But really, that's how Love God Greatly started, is just as a mom, my own struggle of needing to be in community, needing to be in God's Word, and needing to, you know, find that community and have an opportunity to be in God's Word.
1: Did you have any idea back then that it was going to be what it is now?
2: Oh, my goodness, no, not at all. (laughs) God has literally just expanded it in ways that there have been times, I'll be honest with you, that I was like, okay, Lord, you can slow it down a little bit. Like, it's a little bit going a little bit crazy right now. So, yes.
1: (laughs) Well, talk about the importance uh, for women, especially for moms, to stay connected. I know from what I imagine, I obviously am not a mom, but remember (laughs) the time when my kiddos are younger and my wife is just... We're both sleep-deprived. There's so much to focus, like you think your spiritual thing is like bottom on the list.
2: And that's really where we come in. I mean, that was my life, right, of having little ones and being exhausted and knowing I knew I needed in God's Word. I knew I needed community. But how do you do that when you're just, like like you said, sleep-deprived and having a hard time? And that's really love God greatly is we are a Bible study ministry that, honestly, doing our studies takes 15 to 20 minutes a day. We use a very simple method called the SOAP method of, you know, getting women into God's Word and really the, the simple method really stays with us as moms throughout the day. So as we're cleaning the dishes or going to work or walking our kids or, you know, taking care of them, I mean, we can still meditate on what we had the time we had been in God's Word earlier that day.
1: So how does it go international? Like how, how did that even happen?
2: Well, again, it was just a God thing. So, you know, just starting out of just writing these simple Bible studies um, and going from my own friend group to then eventually, you know, posting them online for other people to use and share. And then in that posting online, then there was actually a missionary, Aderne, uh, she and her husband were missionaries in Venezuela, and she was actually taking our studies and translating them into Spanish and then using them with the women that she was working with in Venezuela. And from there, you know, she was translating them in Spanish and then she contacted me one day and was like, you know, I'm doing this, you know, do you mind? And I was like, oh my goodness, I love that. That is amazing. The only thing I ask is, would you mind sharing your translations with me? Because I, it opened my eyes to this incredible need of women's Bible studies in languages outside of English. And so we started, you know, doing, our, you know, creating more studies and then offering, you know, we, wor- we worked with Adornay and partnering with her and having them in English and then in Spanish. And then what was happening is women were doing ourselves in English, and then they realized, "Hey, I love these studies, but I would love to have these studies in my native language, so I can also reach women in my language with god's word and so study by study, God just kept bringing the translations. I mean, honestly, the point the last two years, I've told my international director, Viola, I'm like, hey, we're not going to actively seek out any more languages. Huh. And God's brought like 16. He's brought like eight each each year. And wow. so it's just been, it's been beautiful. It's been amazing. And honestly, it's just God at work around the world.
1: That's incredible. Congratulations <laughs> and kudos. That's awesome. And then I could imagine that the ability not only to customize what's done in the individual language, because mm-hmm. I have some knowledge of other languages, and I know sometimes Sometimes there's the direct translation that doesn't carry the meaning or there's these idioms or yes, things that don't work in yes, that culture. So yes, that's yeah. got to be a great improvement over just a literal translation.
2: Yes, yes. And it's been fun. Sometimes some of our, you know, devotionals or blog posts and just the translators coming back to us and be like, what what does this mean exactly? What does this word mean? And so that's been kind of kind of fun. So
1: Now your ministry partnered with Thomas Nelson to release Love God Greatly Bible, but We're going to talk about the newest release, the Young Women Love God Greatly
0: Bible. And I'm
2: so excited about it. So I'm a mom of three girls. I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old, and we are in the midst of this generation of just... Wanting this next generation to know God's word. And so it's been an honor to partner with Thomas Nelson, creating this Bible that's unlike any other Bible out there. Um, Not only is it beautiful to look at, um, but it's beautiful also in just the content. And so we've been very intentional of wanting this next generation of girls, obviously, to increase their Bible knowledge, right? We want to increase their Bible knowledge, but then we also want. Um, to move them from Bible knowledge to actually loving God greatly, that heart knowledge, that living the, our faith out, and so we've done that in a lot of just unique features included in this Bible. For example, we have um, heroes of the Bible. So again, like just you know, heroes that a lot of us know about, like Abraham or or Ruth or Sarah, uh, talking about taking their lives and talking about God's faithfulness in their life and showing this next generation, look, this is how God was faithful in their life. But then we go beyond that and show them, listen, even after the Bible was done and finished, God's faithfulness was not. He's continued to be faithful. And then what we do is we look at church history, which a lot of the next generation, including even myself growing up, didn't really know a lot of church history and how God's been faithful through through the generations. And so we point to other women through church history, through different time periods, through different areas around the world, and say, look how God has been faithful in her life. And if God's been faithful in the Bible and he continues to be faithful in church history, he's going to be faithful in your life too. And we've all went through hard times, right? This next generation, there are so many issues that they're having to face, and it's so hard. And just to encourage them to, to remember, remember God's faithfulness in the Bible, his faithfulness in our history, and his faithfulness in your life also.
1: That's beautiful. Of course, we know God's Word is timeless, but I can totally feel that the things that you do to connect to a specific generation with the extra stuff in there is yeah. huge because sometimes they just get they get a Bible and they start reading it. And depending on the translation, they're a little lost. Yes. I have been in the past, too.
2: Yeah. And that's what's great about our Bible is we have Bible reading plans for every book of the Bible. So if it's the first time they've ever been in God's word, they're not alone. We have a we have a Bible reading plan. The, the soap method is a very simple yet effective way of just having them learn to dig into God's word. Read it for themselves, apply it to their lives, um, and just live, and really with the challenge of living it out, you know, living God greatly um, in their lives and stuff. So.
1: Bible literacy. Talk about that from a domestic, a U.S. perspective, internationally.
2: Both, right? I mean, really, we want this next generation. We have a generation of, of young women growing up that we want to make sure that they are Bible literate. So we have kind of our own campaign right now going on with the Young Women's Bible and encouraging this next generation to not just, you know, be in God's Word, but really apply God's Word, know how to open the Bible, know how, you know, even with our introduction pages and all of our information that we're including in it to give them more Bible knowledge. Um, but then, of course, with a ministry of the Bible uh, literacy, as far as getting women in God's Word and all these other native languages, um, to know that God knows them, sees them, loves them.
1: What would you share as, as as a takeaway or something for what you've personally uh, learned through this whole experience that might be an encouragement to others that are feeling like maybe they want to start a ministry or maybe they want to pursue what God's called them, but they've come against resistance and they're like, oh my gosh, how do I get to where Angela is? Like, wasn't she just a golden path the whole time? Or Oh
2: my goodness, it's not been a golden path at all. It is a daily dying to self. It is a surrender. It is a living by faith. And you know, So many times in your life, it's so easy, right? It's so easy to know it in your head, but it's so hard to live it out in your life. And when we're called to live our lives based on, you know, what, you know, we want to live our life based on what's seen, but we're called to live by faith. And that's so, you know, it's so hard to do, to to apply it. But that's what I would encourage anyone, um, you know, if God is calling you to something, you know, trust him in that calling, move forward in faith. Um, And just realize that, you know, you don't have to go from zero to 60. I mean, even though it may be sometimes looking at love God greatly, it looks like we went really fast. I mean, there it it still took years and there was a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of obedience. There was a lot of just um, just surrender. And truly, the whole motive behind love God greatly is just, you know, out of love, want, you know, our love, you know, for the Lord. And then encouraging other people to know God so that they can also live lives that love him, too.
1: Because you knew that God was calling you to this. So hopefully that can temper some of the resistance or the challenge that may, that may have been faced, I would guess.
2: Yes. And th- and don't discourage with resistance, because honestly, like, I mean, unfortunately, we're in a battle, right? We're in a battle right now. And, and we can't be naive to that. And so, yes, it can be hard. And yes, there's definitely resistance. But God is greater. And again, that goes back to our, in our uh Bible history and our church history—that God is greater, and we will persevere. But yes, it is hard. But keep, keep pers- moving forward, and keep persevering, and keep clinging to the Lord, because He is with us, and He will help us.